Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, back to Capes and Japes. I am recording on a new laptop. Um, and I think I, I should sound the same because I'm using the same microphone. And I think all my Audacity settings are the same. But if I do sound different, that's probably why. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. But I mean, I, I checked earlier. I think it should be good. Um, I also am looking at the bottom where it says disk space remaining 693 hours, which is a oh, hell thrilling, yeah. <laughs> thrilling thing to see. That's so many podcasts. Um, anyways, uh, today on Capes and Japes, I wanted to, uh, since he came up, uh, a little bit recently, and since, uh, we were talking about, uh, two characters whose sort of main thing is, like, uh, sort of showing up and saying some cryptic shit and then leaving, um, Tuxedo mask. Yeah, tuxedo masking. Um, I thought we should talk about, uh... Vic Sage, the original question. Um, ah, I love. Yes. I love when we don't check in on who we're doing, and I'm just sitting here like, uh huh, yeah. uh huh. I know uh-huh. it's fun because like, who's who's it gonna be? <laughs> who's it gonna be? Everyone who's listening has like you know the episode title and the art already, but like for you, fun surprise. Unless it just. You have your uh, podcatcher set up to just automatically add new episodes to your queue, and then you just don't look at your queue, and you just hit play. That's true. It's it's a surprise for all of us, then. <laughs> um, anyways, so, uh, the question, we, uh, we've done an episode on Renee Montoya, who has been the question, uh, but... She is the successor to a character named Vic Sage, and boy oh boy, there's uh there's been some weirdness with the question. Surprise, surprise, it's comic books. Um, so the question is the creation of uh Mr. Steve Ditko, uh, who is best known for co-creating Spider-Man. Um, but, like, he's done a lot of other, like, significant stuff. It's just that, you know, when you co-create Spider-Man, it's, like, hard to top Spider-Man. Um, but one of his, uh, creations was the question, um, which he created not for DC, uh, but for Charlton Comics, uh, which was one of many comics publishers that sprang up in the 40s, um, that lasted in some form or another through the 80s when it was acquired by DC, uh, which is why all of the Charlton Comics characters are now DC characters, uh, but... Uh, Steve Ditko started working with Charlton Comics, uh, possibly because they had some more, uh, he could have some more creative freedom there than at DC or Marvel, uh, and he created, uh, the Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, uh, who was a, like, reboot of, like, an older version of the Blue Beetle that Charlton Comics had. Uh, where in kind of, like, true, like, sort of golden age to silver age character reboot fashion, it was, like, originally, like, a weird, like, oh, I'm on an archaeological dig and I discovered a mystical artifact that gives me superpowers. And it's like, no, he just invents stuff now. Um, and he also, uh, created the question as a backup feature in the Blue Beetle comic. I don't, I don't think the two stories ever really intersected, 
Um, although, like, later on, after uh, they both got acquired by DC, they did kind of interact somewhat. Um, so his first appearance was in, uh, as a backup feature in the first issue of, uh, Steve Ditko's Blue Beetle in 1967. Um, so the thing about the question is that, um, Steve Ditko was a very strong, uh, believer, I guess, in the philosophy of objectivism. <laughs> um, which I, we don't have time to explain all of objectivism on our comics podcast, and I feel like probably most people listening have, like, some, I, objectivism is, uh, the philosophy that Ayn Rand, uh, created, um, and wrote her book, The Fountainhead, about. Uh, I feel like most people probably have an idea, at least of kind of the, you know, enduring uh, cultural <laughs> significance of uh, The Fountainhead and objectivism. Um, the, the main thing about objectivism that uh, people cite today is the fact that uh, Ayn Rand was basically like, your number one goal in life is, like, your own success and happiness. Nothing else matters. You don't owe anything to everybody. Everybody's, like, responsible for, like, their own shit. Who cares? Don't bother. Don't bother helping people. Um, which is a weird... If you're making a superhero, I will say that's a little bit of a weird starting point. Um, yeah, it, it feels like that wouldn't get you very far. It feels like it shouldn't. Like, if you're making a supervillain, sure. Yes. Uh, there's, like, there's other stuff in- there's philosophical stuff that I don't feel like I really have a handle on in terms of, like, uh, you know- how does, like, reality relate to consciousness? Um, I... <laughs> I always have a hard time understanding that kind of concept in, uh, pretty much any philosophy. Um, so that's not unique to this. Um, and it was also a very, uh... Like, drew, like, a very kind of hard line about, like, it's like, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. There's no in-between stuff. So, uh, Steve Ditko had a previous character who he'd created, um, who he'd done for, like, kind of some, like, underground, like, indie comics, uh, called Mr. A, uh, who was a, like, extremely directly objectivist, like, superhero, I don't think he, like, a, a vigilante, um, he had, like, one of his main things was that, uh, he had a calling card that was just, like, half black and half white <laughs> to be, like, this is my worldview. There's, all, there's good and there's uh, evil. Okay. It's all extremely straightforward. Um, and this character was kind of the basis for the creation of the question. Like, the question was basically a version of this character who was updated uh, to be, like, slightly more fitting in, like, slightly more marketable and also, like, within kind of the comics code authority rules. Uh, so he wasn't as intense about his, uh, philosophy, but, uh, it was still, it was still pretty, <laughs> it was still kind of like that. Um, so the question in his, uh, original form is a, uh, journalist named Vixage who has a, uh, a TV show where he's, like, kind of 
you know, talks about his opinions on various things. And, like, he always gets everybody, like, riled up. And they're always like, you can't say that. And he's like, uh, I have, like, individual rights and liberties. And I can say whatever I want. But, like, he's always, you know, portrayed as, like, being in the right and extremely, like, cool and, like, morally justified um, when he, like, goes off on tangents about how, <laughs> you know, he's, like, individual rights are, like, the most important part of society. Um, or, like, uh, talks about how, you know, he's, like, oh, it's, like, the police broke up a gambling ring. But if... Uh, you've ever participated in gambling, even once, you are just as bad as the people who the police arrested <laughs> for organized crime. Um, uh, bruh. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so the persona of the question, uh, arises with the help of a, uh, scientist friend of his, um, named Aristotle Rodor, um, who has, uh, was working on this, uh, material called, uh, pseudoderm, um, which is, like, an artificial- Fake yeah. skin. Yeah, it's fake skin! Hmm. Good job! Pseudoderm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, it was, like, uh, you know, he designed it to be used in, like, medical applications, but it, like, uh, wasn't quite ready, and then a, um, a former partner of his had, like, uh, was trying to sell off, like, you know, kind of an untested prototype, um, of this, of this pseudoderm to, like, you know, third world countries, and make a bunch of money, but it would, you know, probably not, like, it would potentially be, like, dangerous. Um, and he asks Vic Sage for help, and he's like, I can give you some, um, like, pseudoderm that you can use basically as a disguise. <laughs> hey, can you help me stop this man from selling this potentially harmful, untested product? In return, I will give you potentially harmful, untested product. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, look, if it doesn't hurt you, we, we, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it just, hey, two birds, man. I stopped this man from potentially harming a lot of people, and I tested on a single man. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> Win-win. Human trials. Let's go. Let's Is this go. ethical? No. Is it more ethical than selling it for profit to a bunch of different people who don't have access to this technology otherwise? Maybe. Maybe. What would my friend Vic Sage think? Is this black or white? <laughs> um, so he, yeah, so he gives him like, pseudoderm to use as a mask. And he also, like, in conjunction um, with the pseudoderm, he also has this gas. And the gas, like, both, um, like, binds the mask to his face so people can't rip it off of him. And it, like, if, if he... It changes the color of his hair and his clothes. <laughs> um, I don't. So that I people don't are like... just like, oh, that's Vic Sage. I just can't see his face. Yeah, <laughs> like playing peekaboo with a child. <laughs> um, yeah. So for it's like, I don't know if like he like has to like like coat his hair and his clothes in something first, or if it's just gas that makes your hair and your clothes a different color um what do i mean it your hair and your clothes are made out of different materials hopefully yeah, yeah one would assume <laughs> what do they have in common that this gas is fundamentally changing that then i assume wears off at some point 
Yes. Um, like, I, I think... <laughs> I feel like the easier way to do this would just to be a, have a change of clothes. Yeah, like, just put on... You're already putting on a mask. Just, like, put on a costume. Um, it's... I, I don't... I don't think it's ever been, like, really thoroughly explained. Um... I mean, no, why would they? Why would they? It's comic books. Um, so, I mean... One thing about the question that I will say, uh, regardless of, you know, the character, uh, politics, which have gone in a lot of places that we will get to, the, like, the look with, like, the trench coat and the fedora and just the, like, blank face is, like, a pretty cool look. Oh, yeah, he looks very cool. He looks rad as hell. Like, it's a very striking character. Um, especially, I feel like, on panel, like, seeing him, uh, interact with people, I'm like, damn, if this guy came to tell me to stop doing crime, I'd be pretty freaked out. (laughs) Um, so, he, uh, stops this, uh, this guy from selling this, you know, untested, uh, pseudoderm to, uh, impoverished nations. Um, and then he continues, like, using his, uh, question persona, uh, to, you know, solve various, uh, crimes. He's pretty, um, aggressive, uh, (laughs) ruthless, some would say. Um, he does, he doesn't quite kill anybody, but it's sort of just, like, like, just within the, the realm of, like, what's acceptable for, like, the comics code. Like, he leaves a bunch of criminals to drown in a sewer, and then he has one line where he's like, well, I'll call the police, and maybe they'll come fish the criminals out of the sewer. Um... But it's like, I saw someone being like, I I feel like they just kind of, like, he gave them, Steve Ditko gave them the script where he left the guys to drown in the sewer and they were like, you can't, he can't, he can't do that. <laughs> um, he also, like, he, uh, intimidates criminals very aggressively. Um, and like, again, it's like, it's, it's, Within the realm of the kind of objectivist philosophy is like, well, he can do whatever he wants to these guys because they did a crime and that's evil and wrong. So he's, so in he's the allowed right. to do crime to them. Yeah, it doesn't, it does, it's, it's, it's good crime if you're doing it to criminals. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, question. <sighs> well, Victor. you're gonna have to... Take it up with the the, the ghost of Mr. Ditko. Well, <laughs> gonna go fight Steve Ditko's ghost. Yeah. Um, I was like, hey, you made a bad character. Actually, I don't know. I haven't read a lot of stuff with the question. The, the comics might go into like, hey, this is this guy's worldview and here's why it's not great. <laughs> I mean, definitely the original comics did not because it was also Steve Ditko's worldview and he was like this guy rules that I made um then I'm definitely gonna go fight Steve Ditko's ghost yeah uh so in addition to his uh adventures as the question um there were also you know elements of the story that focused on his career as a reporter and like you know all of the All of the people who, like, you know, didn't understand his, like, galaxy brain takes, and they were like, oh, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that guy fired, but they couldn't get him fired, because he was too good. Um, I saw one panel where, like, uh, another, like, reporter referred to him as a bleeding heart, and I'm like, I feel like that's the opposite of what... That sort of like whole ethos is. I ble- 
If your core tenant is I only care about me. Yeah. <laughs> a bleeding heart is like I care about everything. Yeah. Um, which again, like, he is going out of his way to stop crime and like putting well, himself in is, harm. So that's like already is he kind stopping of stopping crime or is he punishing criminals? I think I think it's These are really two it's, different things. Yeah, I think it's primarily the latter. Um he does also again The question these, shows up when Jean Valjean is stealing a loaf of bread and just beats the shit out of him. Just starts fucking pummeling him. Um and the aesthetic is very good. He also has like a uh like a calling card that he like coats with his same like he uses his, his mask-binding, hair-color-changing gas to make it so that uh, when, like, you first, like, the card looks blank, and then after a certain amount of time, there's, like, a puff of, of, of gas and a question mark appears on it. Like, that's so that's cool. stupid, but also cool. I know, it's the thing. Uh, like, the vibes are good. It's okay, just... but why, why would you build the gas into the card? Like, make it go the opposite way, so that the gas makes it look blank, and then when the gas wears off, oh. there's a question mark. Like, <laughs> assuming that the gas wears off and you don't have to, like, get normal hair color, normal clothes color, opposite gas? In the <laughs> I do think Maybe it that is off. how it works, and the puff of gas is like opposite gas, and it's like this is the true state of my calling card. A big question, and people are like the Riddler, and they're like, no, 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 that's yeah. Come on, that's it's, a different guy. Yeah, once guy. they're in the same universe, it gets a little rough for both of them. Um, who do you think would win, the question or the Riddler? <laughs> Firstly, I think I think uh, Mr. Edward Nigma would win. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my money on our friend Ed just because I kind of like I want it to happen. So I'm gonna try and manifest it. <laughs> like I don't th like the question does a lot of like punching and fighting and brawling and um. Ed is not so good at that, but I want to believe. I mean, in I'm not. Him. I'm not saying like put them in a ring and let them duke it out. I'm saying like oh, if okay. they are pitted together with both of their usual shticks. methods. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. the Riddler is doing crimes, and the question is trying to get him for the crimes. I do yes. think Mister Nigma would win. I I agree. I don't think Vic would be able to find him. <laughs> <laughs> it's too slippery. Um so the original um question uh the original stories that were like the backup features to uh Blue Beetle did not last for a very long time because it wasn't too long after uh Steve Ditko started doing Blue Beetle and the Question that Charlton kind of discontinued their like superhero comics um so it was only like i think like five or six issues and then maybe he had like another question story that got like published in an anthology um but there there was not a whole lot uh and then in uh the 80s um like the early 80s dc acquired Charlton Comics and incorporated uh, them into the DC universe. So the first time uh, the question showed up in uh, DC proper was during uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths in like a very brief appearance, uh, but they kind of used uh, the crisis to like incorporate these characters into the universe. Um, around the same time that this was happening, um, 
I do have to mention this because I never know if you're actually looking at Discord. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm 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 usually not, but like sometimes I just glance over and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Briar sent me a little surprise. <laughs> um anyways, around the same time that uh Crisis on Infinite Earths was happening, uh, Alan Moore was writing Watchmen, um, and the original pitch for Watchmen, uh, involved Charlton Comics characters, uh, that DC had just gotten the rights to, um, and they- They were just itching to use them. <laughs> they were itching to use them. I- I don't know if they- asked Alan Moore for a pitch for the characters or if Alan Moore independently was like, I've got a great idea. Uh, but he came up with the storyline based around the Charlton Comics characters. And uh, DC was like, we do like the pitch. Um, you can't use the Charlton Comics characters that we just got for this because a bunch of them die in it and we might want to use them <laughs> in future comics. And you just killed a bunch of them in the story that you wrote. <laughs> um, so Alan Moore was like, okay, and then came up with a bunch of new characters who were uh, very direct analogs of a bunch of the Charlton characters. And also, Watchmen, I mean, if you've read Watchmen, these characters are not portrayed in a flattering light. Um, so that may have also been part of why DC was like... Make up, please make up some new guys. Um, please don't use the guys that we just bought so that we could use them in comics and yeah. make them just bad. Make them just terrible. Um, so, uh, you know, Night Owl was like Blue Beetle. Um, and the question famously became uh, Rorschach, where the uh, kind of aggressive misanthropy of the sort of objectivist worldview got like really dialed all the way up and was like wouldn't this guy just be like fucking miserable to like be around and interact with in any way and then for years and years and years a bunch of comic book fans were like that guy's so cool <laughs> that guy like, rules no no you weren't supposed to like him <laughs> please um, so while, uh, Alan Moore was doing that with his version of the question, um, DC was like, okay, if we're gonna use the question, we have to kind of change his whole thing. Um, because this sort of philosophy is not great, and I don't think people will want to read it. Um, so they went in a different sort of questionable direction. Haha, <laughs> questionable. Ah, uh, questionable! Um, in a, uh, solo series, um, written by Dennis O'Neill and drawn by, uh, Dennis Cohen. Um. Just a real, real Dennis fest over here. Yeah, just Dennis's on Dennis's. Um, where basically, uh, Vic, uh, gets, fights Lady Shiva, um, the, uh, sort of, uh, anti-hero, and, like, mercenary kind of assassin martial artist character. Which is an interesting start. <laughs> yeah, so he fights Lady Shiva, um, he almost dies, um, and then, uh, Lady Shiva ends up sparing him and, uh, introducing him to another, uh, martial arts hero named Richard Dragon. Um. Dick Dragon. Dick Dragon, baby! <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. Yeah, she introduces him to Dick Dragon. 
Either um, they knew what they were doing, or they had no idea, and I don't know which one is funnier. <laughs> if they got the name Dick Dragon past their editors, or <laughs> if they just had no idea. It's both are pretty good options. Um Richard so Richard Richard Dragon is like a uh sort of like Iron Fist is like a white guy who uh tapped into the kind of, you know, kung fu craze of the 70s. Um so he's like a a a white man who's like a a kung fu master um and he uh teaches vic sage about martial arts and kind of various like east asian sort of philosophies especially like buddhism and that kind of thing um and uh gradually uh vic sort of opens his mind to this and like incorporates this into his worldview um and i'm i'm you know i don't think it's a bad thing for like white people to you know embrace philosophies from other cultures um i do think when it's also like written by white people it's probably not done well <laughs> it's probably not great especially given you know it's comics and there's like a whole history of like orientalism um yeah and you've got like a white guy teaching a white guy about stuff that he learned presumably from um actual you know buddhists yeah and he's like oh man let me teach you all of the cool martial arts and my understanding of this philosophy, which may or may not be complete. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, yeah, it's, um, also, it's it a feels lot. like a wild choice going from, um, the, you know, highly individualist uh-huh, uh-huh. philosophy of the original character to, Buddhism. Y yeah, just like a, just a complete reversal. Um, so, I mean, they, again, they keep, like, a general kind of, like, philosophical angle to the character, where they're, like, raising different question, qu uh, questions, um, uh -huh. within, like, the storylines, and they kind of, uh, they, like, emphasize him struggling with, like, whether or not he should kill people. Um, a lot of the stories are, um, like, he's still a reporter, and, like, most of the stories are about him, like, trying to expose corruption. Um, he lives in, uh, Hub City, which is, uh... They established to be incredibly corrupt, just shockingly corrupt. Um, terrible place to live. Uh, <laughs> and he, um, like, he has a, uh, love interest who's, like, running for mayor, who's, like, you know, one of, obviously, like, one of the only, like, actually morally upstanding people, like, involved in politics, and then, uh, she almost dies, um, he ends up, like, taking care of her daughter, and then her daughter dies, um. Comics. Comics, baby. Um, they also have a, um, in this version, they have a, um, they do an annual where they establish something of a backstory, and in, I swear to God, a move meant to punish me personally <laughs> after we were just talking about the Spectre and how confusing the Jim Corrigans are. Um, they reveal that, uh, Vic Sage's, like, given name is Charles Victor 
Saz. S-Z-A-S-Z. No relation to the Batman villain, Victor Zaz. That's why it sounds familiar. It's like, it's like, I, what? I, like, I think this may have been, I, I don't know which of these came out first. This may have been, I think, before Victor Zaz, the Batman villain. Um, and, like, maybe they made Victor Zaz and they were like, this will be, like, a fun, uh, reference to the, 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 uh, questions, like, real name that, like, was just sort of mentioned once. Or, like, maybe they didn't, like, know... Um, but it, it, it is baffling. Like, I, I didn't even know this, um, before I started, like, taking notes. I only knew him as Vic Sage, and I saw this, and I was like, what the, what, what is his relation to Mr. Zaz? And then I looked it up, and it was like, none. <laughs> There's none. They just have almost exactly the same name. Um... Terrible. Terrible. Comics are terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the rest of his backstory isn't, like, especially, you know, nothing really, like, out of the ordinary for comics happens. It's like, oh, he, uh, you know, uh, he never knew his parents. He grew up in an orphanage. He, uh, you know, had a lot of, uh, disciplinary issues because he was constantly questioning authority um he uh studied journalism in college he met uh lois lane they went to like the same school um and he had kind of a crush on her which that's fine um there's like i think it's like it's established that he kind of still does but he like never tries to do anything about it. So I'm like, that's fine. I mean, who wouldn't have a crush on Lois Lane? Um, Everybody has a crush on Lois Lane. I'm sorry. Yeah, look at her. Um, Who wouldn't? Who who could not love her? Um, So uh, partway through this, like, solo series, um, he ends up leaving hub city he like tries to leave his you know question identity behind um he ends up like killing somebody to save like the life of his love interest daughter and then she dies anyway um and he uh he thinks to himself he's like oh actually it turns out i'm perfectly willing to kill people i'd do that again um So, great. I mean, great lesson. at least he found out one answer. Yeah, he got an answer to a question. Um, and then, uh, so this series runs through, like, the late 80s. Um, and then he isn't around a whole lot through the 90s, from what I could tell. I think he shows up in a few different things. Um... But he doesn't have, like, a huge presence. Uh, in the mid-2000s, uh, things get a little wacky. And they, uh, uh, there's a new question miniseries. Um, and in this one, he gets, like, he has, like, weird, like, again, like, pretty kind of, like, orientalist, like, mystical like powers he's like in touch with like the energy of the universe and he can like read people's chi um and i'm like okay hey um also he does like a ton he does a ton of drugs um it's like okay uh, it's like yeah the oh the gas the color changing gas is actually a hallucinogen so he's like constantly kind of like (laughs) tripping a little bit um i guess that's something that we can do i guess that's something that we all can accept sure why not um i i haven't read this series maybe 
in practice, it's not as busted as it sounds, but reading about, if you've read this, let me know. If you've read this and you're like, no, actually it rules and it's not weird, <laughs> please tell me. Um, but reading about this, I'm like, why, are, why is this happening? Um, it's, <laughs> he, um, he like, he stops, he stops Lex Luthor from uh pulling off some sort of evil scheme um and clark is like hey uh buddy thank you for your help um you know i'm fine with uh all the drugs that you're doing um but you do kill a lot of people and i think you might be in love with my wife so i'm gonna need you to leave <laughs> like well okay but clark who isn't in love with your wife he's like i he's know like, but that doesn't point. mean i want it he's like good point but the killing people thing is the bigger issue here yeah um he um becomes a uh recurring character um in uh huntress's comics i think I think with the sort of, like, drug stuff either toned down or gotten rid of, but they, uh, they are, like, romantically involved for a little bit, um, and, uh, Huntress- Helena's kind of going through some stuff, like, on a, a revenge quest, uh, So and we can forgive her her bad choices. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the question shows up and he's like, hey, it seems like you're going through some stuff. I've also been through some stuff in my life. I, uh, want to help you out. Um, so he, like, kind of, uh, takes her to go through, like, the sort of training that he went through. Um, and, uh, they date for a little bit, not, uh, super long. And then, uh, after this is, uh... 52, which is where, uh, Renee ends up becoming the question, um, where he, uh, like, it's shown mostly from Renee's perspective, so we don't, like, see a whole lot of, like, Vic's kind of thought process or, like, you know, what, what he's doing, but he, um, basically, like, gets Renee's, like, help on some different things, sort of starts, like, kind of, uh, recruiting her to be, like, his successor, because he has discovered that he is, uh, has lung cancer, and he doesn't have, like, that long to live. So Is it from he... the gas? Yeah, because of all the gas. Uh, probably. Oh, um, do you think it's from the untested, uh, <laughs> pseudoderm that... He's been putting over his face, his face for years. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I guess there's no way of knowing. <laughs> um, so he, um, you know, in true cryptic mentor fashion, he, like, sends, like, Renee on, like, a bunch of, like, weird little quests and, like, gives her clues to solve, like, mysteries and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know ends up, like, taking her to, again to get, like, training like he did, um, and then, uh, over the course of the series, he ultimately dies, and, uh, Renee decides to, uh, do what he was, uh, suggesting and become the new question. Um, after that, um, in, uh, he shows up in well, he shows up in Blackest Night as, like, a Black Lantern, because everybody who's ever died shows up in Blackest Night as a Black Lantern. Um, in New 52, they do, like... Except for Don Hall. Yeah, it, explicitly except for Don Hall, who is at peace. Everyone else, fair game. Um, they do, like, a bunch of weird stuff in New 52. There's, like, one version where he's, like like, as old as the Phantom Stranger, and he's, like, his, like, real, like, identity is unknown, and he's, like, like, he gets, like, punished for, like, these crimes that he doesn't remember by, uh, the, a bunch of, 
fucking wizard gods who like and he like actually erase his face so it's like not a mask it's just like he doesn't have a face um and that's like one version who's in like uh one like new 52 mini series and then in suicide squad unrelated they introduce a different version who's like working with amanda waller um and he's like a uh like a a bureaucrat who's like uh, secretly, like, trying to betray the Suicide Squad. Um, just, like, uh, very weird choices. Um, I believe in Rebirth he has come back. Um, I think, but I, I am not a hundred percent sure. I, I don't think he's played a very major role in anything. Um, because people love Renee. Because <laughs> people love Renee. Um, and because when you put the question and stuff, you have so much, uh, so much to unpack. Um, uh, like, as with a lot of things, there is, like, a great version of the question in the Justice League cartoon, um, where he's, like, kind of like a like, a weirdo conspiracy theorist, but, like, in, like, a, like, a fun kind of cartoon way and non, like, a real-life, you know, terrible way. Um, yeah. He also, um, he also dates Huntress in that, um, at least, uh, briefly. Um, and I don't think he's, like, shown up in any live-action stuff yet. Um, again, possibly because there is so much to unpack. Um, like, I mean, I do think, I, I do think the Justice League version is, like, fun. And, like, I don't, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with just having him be, like, sort of a kind of, like, weird like guy. a twitchy, noir, kind of weirdo, um, who, uh, is, like, suspicious of everybody um you know it's like it's a it's a great <laughs> they're character. like what if batman was bad what if batman just kind of sucked to be around more than he already does um and i mean if if you're gonna have the question in something obviously i would prefer it to be renee who is great and does not have all of this weird baggage um but also, like, I think there are ways to do Vic Sage question, uh, that aren't terrible <laughs> to experience, um, but, wow, they did just keep making some weird choices. I, I mean, this is, this is comics that we're talking about. It is comics, yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Comics, comics are always gonna make weird and wild choices. Yeah. Just when you think there's, you know, a pretty straightforward choice to make, um, comics is like, no, no, no. Comics <laughs> will prove you wrong. <laughs> wildest thing we can think of. Um, I did also, while I was researching this, I read, um, an interview with Alan Moore, um, where he was talking about how, um... He was talking about Watchmen and about, you know, Steve Ditko and the question and how that led to Rorschach and all of that. And he was like, I probably could not disagree with Steve Ditko's, like, views more, but I do respect that he had a strong political viewpoint and he expressed it. <laughs> it's just the opposite of what I think. <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, uh, we <laughs> weird guy, weird, weird story. Um, did you, um, have anything else, uh, to discuss or talk about? No, I didn't read anything. Um, I was gonna read some comics this morning, and then I remembered that I didn't watch the, um, Crit roll one shot Nordverse. <laughs> I just 
absolutely chaotic. Um, As most crit roll one shots are. Yeah, I had no idea that was happening. And all of a sudden I saw like gifts of like Lou Wilson back at the crit roll (laughs) table. And I was like, what's he? What? What? (laughs) You're like, what's happening? Why? Why is Lou Wilson here? Why is my friend Lou Wilson here? Um, but yeah, so I spent, I spent my time, uh, watching that instead of reading comics. Um, even though I did pick up the, cause I went to Target and I happened to see the, um, uh, Cami Garcia and, oh, what's the artist's name? I literally just put it away. Gabriel Piccolo? No, um, Isaac Goodhart, the, oh. uh, Constantine, ah. um, young, uh, young reader graphic novel, or young adult graphic novel, <laughs> on the back in big letters it says, Constantine is not your average bad boy. <laughs> in, in, a, in a nice, in a nice spot gloss. <laughs> Uh, John Constantine, I'm not like other boys. I'm worse. <laughs> I'm not like other boys. I'm awful. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to seeing, uh, who these hot women on the cover is, are. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was thinking about reading it, and then, of course, uh, the critical role. <laughs> Yes, of course, of course. Um, so, uh, maybe, maybe next week. Maybe next week. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Place your bets. Place your bets now on if I'm gonna read a comic or not for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know in the Discord. (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is how we're boosting engagement. Every episode, tell us if you think we'll read comics for next week or not. I would put up a Twitter poll, but I have no idea. If Twitter's gonna be around for much longer. God. Oh. Um. Did you read comics? Um, I did read some comics. I, um, picked up some new comics, um, from this week. Um, I, uh, I grabbed, um, I grabbed the, the Death of Superman, um, 30th anniversary special um and have not read it yet but i did just flip through it to see john um and every time i saw john i was like there he is is my special little guy um now does clark has have his titties out in this one because on the cover on the cover of uh (laughs) superman son of kal-el uh number 17 clark does just have his nips out like fully out like it would have been very easy to draw it in a way where he did not have his titties out but they were like no 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 he's gotta show titty they could have just put a shirt on him they could have put a fucking shirt on him dude most people wear shirts under overalls but they're like no no (laughs) these are for our horny fans we know you're out there clark kent's nipples to be fair, I was a little disappointed when I uh, went to my subscription box and they did have a variant cover in there. And I'm like, damn, not going home with Clark Kent's inexplicable nipples today. Damn. What a sad day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, uh, and I also, um, I grabbed the first issue of the new uh, Fantastic Four run by Ryan North, which, um, is a very, very fun first issue. Um, so basically, uh, at the start of the series, the Fantastic Four are separated for reasons that, uh, have not yet been explained. They're, like, alluded to a little bit within the story, uh, and there's, like, a, uh, like a, a, tease at the end of what actually happened but we don't know any of the specifics yet so the first issue is uh just about um 
Ben uh, and Alicia ending up in like a weird uh, small town in the middle of nowhere um, and solving like a fun little kind of sci-fi mystery. Um, and it's very fun. It's like Ben and Alicia have a very fun dynamic in it. There's a lot of extremely charming scenes. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it because I've never been like super invested in the Fantastic Four. Um, I probably, w probably when it comes out in trade, I'll like get it from the library. But as like, as a first issue, I did like it a lot. And also, um, I mean, it was released a while ago, but like, it has a totally killer, uh, Alex Ross cover, um, with like this, uh, rad, like neon color scheme. It looks so cool. Um, and, um, I also, I read a couple of things I got from the Shortbox Comics Fair. Um, I read, uh, Blue Deliquanti's Adversary, which I had been seeing everywhere, um, and was always described in, like, such a cryptic way. I was like, I gotta know what's up with this. And <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it is, uh, oof. It's heavy. Um, but it was very, very, very good. Um, I've been keeping an eye on their, um, socials to see if they're gonna do a print run. So, I think they said that they'll do a limited print run. I, for sure they're gonna sell the digital in their shop. Yeah. I, I think, but I mean, I'm I think like, it would be worth, uh, having in print if, if they do, to be honest, because, um, wowzers, bowsers, woofa doofa, um... And I will keep keep an eye harder then. <laughs> yes. Um and I also read um How to Break a Curse, which was kind of like a very sweet um kind of uh fairy tale-ish story. Um super charming. Uh and I need I need I was like I read Adversary, and I was like, I need a palate cleanser. What on this list seems like it'll just be nice? And I read this, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is really sweet. Okay. We're good. Um, palate cleansed. Palate cleansed. Um, I think that's all I had to talk about for now. Um, if you want to keep up with us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, at Capes and Japes. Um, if you are following us on Twitter and nowhere else, maybe follow us on a different platform. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Um, or, you know, like, subscribe to the show on your podcast listener or whatever. Um... We have an email address, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, feel free to send us, you know, questions, comments there. Uh, we have a Discord server uh, that you're more than welcome to join. Um, love to see people in there. Love to hang out. Um, we have I a did put Clark Kent's nipples in there. Yeah, if you want to see Clark Kent's famous titties... <laughs> I I got God, I just opened it just to look. Like it's so like why did they do it like that? <laughs> I like not that it's bad. It's just like I can't believe this. It it and it's not even like a variant cover. That is your main cover. That is Yeah. Like it's not like the <laughs> Like Robins when they were doing like the thirst trap like workout covers. Yeah. It's like that's the one. Like, no no. Everybody wants to see Clark Kent's nipples. We We We, we will hear no objections. <laughs> we know our audience. Um we have a Patreon. If you uh feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can get 
bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, um, we would love if you left a rating and review. Um, we just got a, uh, new review recently, um, from Apple Podcast user Stabby Stabs. Um. It's excellent username. Excellent username. Um, super, uh, super sweet and, uh, kind review. We really are just all sighing together about the ridiculousness <laughs> of comics. That's truly what we're here for. Um, so thank you so, so much. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you want to leave a rating and review, we will definitely thank you. Um, if you want to tell a friend about the show, we appreciate that. Uh, and we appreciate you just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you for being with us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, to kill or not to kill, that is the question oh! that I found an answer to. <laughs> nice. Uh.